Hello, you guys. I'm your host, Ramona. This is the words that keep on turning. As you can see, we have a very special guest with us today. Hello, Nisa. <laughs> also known as Honey Coconutty, also known as Literacy Uncensored. So that being said, we're going to break down a little bit of what you do, why you do it, how you do it, how you got started, everything in between. So tell us about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? All the tea. Okay, well, I said already, my name is Nisa. I'm 25 years old from the Bronx. Uh, what I do is I freelance right now. I do a lot of different things. You know, if you don't have any hustle after COVID, you ain't never going to find a hustle. <laughs> That's tea. <laughs> so I do a whole bunch of different things to make money, but I really focus on my brand. Got it, got it. So me and Nisa go way like way way back like kind of sandbox but not really sandbox we would like we go way back um I've known Nisa for I'm gonna say eight years ish it's going on 10 dang we old <laughs> going on 10. 10 um so yeah we, we in fact this year we make 10 that's crazy. You think about it, because I graduated in, what, 2015? We graduated Same. together. Right. So oh, we God. actually, we're on 11 years, because we knew each other for those three years of high school. Right. That's wild. We old. Okay, so basically, we've known each other since high school. And Nisa is one of those people that I can genuinely say is, like, if not if not one of the smartest person I know, like actually, like genius status, it's crazy. So that being said, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit, just a little bit, just kind of see where you're at, what are we doing, what's tea, what's, you know. Okay, I think right. we should start off by saying that I know that I know nothing, and the more that I learn, the more that I realize that I don't know anything. So even being one of the smartest people that some people know is so it's only a drop in the water of what you could really know in the universe of information. And now you understand why I said you're one of the smartest people. I know. <laughs> just, just... Wow. Anyway, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. I want to say one of my favorite memories with us is prom because that was prom was dope. <laughs> prom was one of them. Whoa. Um, basically how that happened was I remember being dumped the week before prom and I told you and then we kind of just we were each other's date we She's like you know what we were together then <laughs> that whole yes. the whole time it was so much fun um so as you said you I wasn't host, leaving your side for anything no for real I remember they did the cha-cha slide and that's the dance I can't do obviously because I was looking at them like you really gonna play the cha-cha slide <laughs> I sat on the sidelines and she was in there doing the dance or whatever and she fully stopped and it's like you good it was like yeah I'm chilling <laughs> I'm watching that dance <laughs> it was so fun so fun they did me dirty with that one but yeah that's that's one of my favorite memories with us I think that that kind of just goes to show you the type of person that you are I realized like with friends and people they don't really they say they're your friend but they don't really act like friends if that makes sense mm. you, like you like there was a point that we didn't talk for a good 
two, three years, I would say, because, mm-hmm. you know, life happens. But, like, we picked up, like, nothing ever happened. Like, we picked up honest, real quick. For me, friend is a very serious title. I take that very seriously. It comes with a lot of connotations with it. I could call anybody an acquaintance, you know. That is much you're an acquaintance. And a lot of people don't really like it, but you can't be out here calling everybody your friend. Because right. then when you do something that you wouldn't do to an actual friend, now you look like a bad friend. When I say you a real one, you a real. Like, some of the things that you know, <laughs> some of the things that we've done. You said, oops, she had to take it to the grave or I'm going to put her in one. <laughs> no, for real, for real. <laughs> Literally, and that's, that goes both ways with the both of us. Um, so I kind of want to, I want to know, okay, so how, how can I phrase this? So we know you have a podcast because you just told us you have a podcast. I want to pick your brain. So what, first of all, what is your podcast? What do you talk about? What are you, what is it? <laughs> so with Literacy Uncensored, we're talking about literacy related topics in every sense of the word. So we're talking about media literacy, how to understand what the news is telling you, even though they're not quite saying it, financial literacy, how to compound your money, how to make your money make money, how to save money, you know, breaking down those um, generational curses by re redirecting detrimental belief systems. So like if you think that you're not supposed to have a credit card, that's a detrimental belief system thinking that you're only supposed to have a, a retirement account with your, you know, with your um, job, that's a detrimental belief system. Believing that you're not supposed to, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things. I won't get too much into it. But just overall literacy, even health literacy, realizing that fruit has H3O in it. So if you're consuming fruit, you're consuming water and you're also getting nutrients at the same time. So if you wanted to really be your best self, You'll be drinking coconut water throughout the day, eating watermelon, cantaloupe, because those have such high water content that you don't have to drink a glass of water to keep yourself hydrated. You could actually be supplementing yourself as you take in your water at the same time. So a lot of these things that people should really know, but they don't, and it's not really at fault to to them. It's just disadvantaged communities. I think that we both know. And I won't say it. I won't say it. you gotta come. Gonna have to come check out literacy uncensored here anymore. But we know what disadvantaged communities are missing information that creates that wealth gap and the generational curses. It all uh-huh. stems back to one thing. It all stems back to one thing. So it really comes down to that information and closing that informational gap for people. And I've been trying to kind of make it interesting, which is hard because like you just you just have to want to know these things. You know, you have to have a desire to want to better yourself in order to really get into my brand and to get into my podcast. Right. And that was also one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on here because we have those type of conversations on a regular. Like, that's just how we are. We're very, Mm -hmm. we sit here and, like, we talk about our crystals. Like, we have crystal collections that we share with each other. Like, we talk about how our generation is more open and understanding of just people in general opposed to let's say our parents who are more close-minded but we also understand that that's all they know but Mm -hmm. because we're so willing to be open and understand why people are the way we are we get looked at like we're crazy but like in hindsight at the end of the day it'll make sense later on like they don't understand that like 
we're doing this because it'll help the greater good later. Like all of, you say, this will make sense when I'm older. This will make sense when I'm older. You know what? You know what? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that she quoted Olaf, I can't with you. I cannot. It's the mom in me. I I cannot. Anyways, um, I wanted to tap into spirituality just a little bit because you and I, we we, we hear with it, like hear with it. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, so like what caused you to tap into that? Like how did that start for you? So I've dibbled and dabbled in different religions and I'm going to be extremely sensitive here, right? Because I do not subscribe to religion and I want to give that as a disclaimer. So if I do say something that hits you in the wrong way, I truly do apologize. I'm trying to put it into a way where everybody can uh, soak it in without feeling offended. I've dibbled and dabbled in different religions, including, you know, like different versions of Christianity and Islam. And well, pretty much the only thing I haven't done is Judaism. I haven't looked into being a a Jewish person. But what I've found is that there are, I'll give you the positive side and the negative side. There are serious discrepancies throughout our religious, our current religious environment, and I'll call it institutionalized religion, where the church has also partly become a place of business, and there are um, a lot of underlying things going on that go against the principle of it. And on the, the positive end, all religions have one central message, which points to me that you don't need to subscribe to one certain religion in order to transcend you need to connect with yourself. You need to ground yourself with the earth. You need to be a good person, have that moral compass. You know, It's really about the golden rule. Do unto others as you wish them to do unto you. Be a good person, be generous, don't hate your neighbor. You know, like it's not um, complicated. It's not so complicated that I would need a book to tell me what to do. I can be a good person all on my own. And everything in the universe can be understood in terms of vibrancy, vi- vi- vibrations, frequencies, and um, sorry, I got distracted a little bit. It was Nikola Tesla who said that if you really want to understand the universe, you have to think in terms of vibrations and frequencies and energy. So when you think about going above religion, right? Going above religion, you have always in the universe those energy, those frequencies, and those vibrations. So as long as you're putting out positive ones, you're going to bring that positivity back to yourself and the universe will always bless you, 100% of the time. That's what I always say too, and you know this, what you put out is what you get back. It's always been that way. Manifestation is real. I try to tell you. I studied this formally. I studied this formally in college. I did approaches to religion, and I did states of consciousness, how to alter your consciousness, how to transcend your consciousness, and how to understand the science of our religious texts today. Because there is a difference between being religious and being spiritual. You can be both, but you can also be one or the other. And a lot of people get mixed up in that. Listen, I'll be trying to tell you, that manifestation stuff works. You, If you can see it, in my eyes, if you can see it, it happened in a different dimension. You just have mm-hmm. to take the steps to bring it into the, your current dimension. That's how I've always seen life. 
if you're able to dream about it, if you thought about it, if you can physically see it in your mind, it already happened. You just got to find ways to bring that into your current life. And that being said, if you've listened to the podcast, I've always said, I wrote a list when I was seven and all those things have happened ever since. Mm. Like it Mm -hmm. it goes down to, yeah, I wrote a list when I was seven. And by the time I was 21, everything happened. And now I'm going to be 26 in October. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to be 26 months sober and I wrote a, a separate list. And everything that is on that current list have all already had seen seeds planted. So they're just kind of like just there. It's out there. Well, that's what you're doing. You're literally planting seeds. I think a lot of people also um, tend to operate from a place of desperation where they're right. like, when is this going to happen to me? Why hasn't it happened yet? And that is not how you manifest something into your life, you know? Even in the same way, um, in a religious religion um, comparison to spirituality, right? You're watering those plants instead of wishing for them to be given to you, right? So we're not saying, please grow, please grow. Where, when is it going to grow? We're going to water it. We're going to give it some mulch, you know, we're going to make sure that it's fertilized and we're going to make sure that it grows. It's it's crazy you say that, though, because I'm also in that space of battling with myself of like when a certain thing is going to happen because I get so excited that it's a possibility that something can happen. Like you saw one thing happen, so you're like, okay, so if this happens, then of course this is going to happen. But it's like, okay, when, when, when? But it's like, I've also realized that writing is the biggest way for me to get rid of that. Write everything, mm. put it put it on paper, just put it on everything. But the thing is, you have to write what's currently happening in order for you to see what is going to happen. So what I've always done yeah. and what I've always said is write what's currently happening as it's happening, the way it's happening. And then on the second page, write what you want to happen and how it's going to happen and the way that you want to see things like come together and it's happened every time it works excellent i think that's an excellent method it actually works because you're grounding yourself in reality and manifesting a more optimal one so and i was actually going to mention that like you don't want to disconnect yourself with reality so much that you're only trying to manifest things for yourself you also have to look at where you are and how you can get to where you're going to be because that's the difference between manifestation and prayer right you have to be realistic with the fact of like, what are the obstacles in my way right now and how can I fix them before I can think about what I want to happen? Because you can say, I want all this to happen, but it's like, if you're not aligned with it, it's not going to happen. That's just not going to work. You have to make sure that you're in a space of like allowing it to be open into your life. You have to make the space for it. It's like when you get new clothes, you have to make space. You have to clean your room and like, Mm-hmm. find a space to put them so that they can fit in your room in your current reality and a lot of people don't think about that and that's why I wanted to have you on here so you can explain that to them because you seem to understand what I'm trying to say you know what I think would be a really good exercise to pass on um something that I learned in states of consciousness which is to ask yourself these questions throughout the day that consistently forces yourself to ground yourself in reality right so like take a quiet fast shut up 
Don't say anything. Listen to what's happening around you. What do you see? What do you hear? Where are the sounds coming from? Is it up? Is it down? Where? From who? You know, and literally just observe your surroundings and watch how much your perspective actually changes. Because we're constantly trying to soak in information and put it out in a way that's favorable. And I think that a lot of us have actually lost ourselves in our most genuine form, especially because we're taking in all this influence from other people. But if you actually take an objective point of view and you look at other people and then you look at yourself as well, am I conscious now? That's a good question. Are you conscious now, right? Are we doing this autonomously? Or are we in it? Are we in it fully consciously, you know? And I highly These recommend the also, that make you think. I also highly recommend doing it outside. Sit outside, sit in the grass. I've been saying sit in the grass since this podcast has started. Sit in Do grass, it. it will ground, and put your hands on the grass, like feel it. I mean, I would say legs or feet, but you know how that goes. <laughs> put your hands <laughs> in the grass actually sit and feel where you're sitting and like just sit there don't even don't try to think don't try to put thoughts in your mind don't force it what comes to you is what comes to you and that's the message for the day that's that's what you need to be focused on and I feel like a lot of people they tell you you're crazy when you say stuff like that but it's like you don't know until you try you gotta try and that type of objective observation will change the trajectory of your whole day we are especially living in new york city so anthropologists look at new york city as a sink and they would compare it to a cage of rats right where in a in a in a typical cage full of rats they function as a normal society right they have a man and and a woman they have babies there's a family dynamic mice like live completely normal lives but once you start bringing in more mice and it becomes overcrowded things go crazy. They start eating each other, killing each other. There's cannibalism, like just straight up murder. They're like pillaging the kids. And these are mice. So you see it, you see it also happening in New York City where we're so close together that we don't have anywhere to spread our energy. Like we're saying everything is energy, vibrance, uh, vibrations and frequencies, right? So when you put it out, it's coming right back and all these other people have their energy too. So we're in a constant state of frigidity and vibration so much vibration that we can only shoot it up so sitting down and actually connecting with the earth and just taking a moment to be like wow I really don't like I'm so minuscule in the grand scheme of things it's like you think that you're on earth right now zoom out and then zoom out again and then zoom out again and then zoom out again we're ants but then it's like you you try to but let me just also make this very clear that this concept only works for people that are open to it if you're someone that's not yeah. trying to be open to understanding this concept you're gonna hear this or watch this and think we're absolutely nuts you have to be in the space to receive this information and if you are not you'll get there one day it's one of those things where like it's I call them spiritual awakenings and I'm currently going through one right now. Pray for me. (laughs) But it's one of those things where it's like you get everything that you love ripped away from you. Like completely ripped away from you to start fresh. And it's like you're a newborn baby into the world. But it's like you know this body. You're open to this body. You've seen this body before. But at the same time, it's a brand new body. And I wanted to talk about that concept because you and I have talked about that personally. Like we've had that conversation and I want to shed that 
I want to shed that light on other people so that they understand like if they feel out of place as well because again we're going into the equinox Ooh, in March. Out of place is a good one. Out of place is a good one. You know what? Spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakening comes after spiritual solitude. So if you feel like you're no longer connecting, like you don't understand, like things are just, they're rubbing you the wrong way all of the time, it's time for you to withdraw. It's time for you to take a look at yourself, to take a look at your community and your environment and revamp it because it's time for you to grow. When you're uncomfortable where you used to be comfortable, that means it's time for you to become comfortable becoming uncomfortable and moving forward, right, into the next state. And I also want to talk about the, the examples of what we mean by comfortable. I feel like a lot of people may not understand that. When certain foods don't taste the same, when you can't sleep, when you can't be around certain smells, can't be around certain people, when you're, cert- when you're starting to see a lot of 111, 222, 333 numbers, even 1234, for me, I mm-hmm. see 1144 since I was a kid. Like any of that is a form of an awakening and you're not crazy I just want to make that very clear you're not crazy you're just waking up is what I call I call it waking up because now you're understanding that like this is my life but there's more to it there's more that can come from just sitting here and how do I explain this and not sound crazy (laughs) how do I explain this and not sound like a crazy person you will feel like a completely different person pretty much is how I like to explain it because mm-hmm. currently we're in a new moon and I think this is so wild that we're filming this on the day of a super moon at that. <laughs> like when I say everything is aligned, everything is aligned. It's wild. It was meant so, to be because we were supposed to get together before this and it just ended up, you know, it was like, nope, today is the day. The fact that you said, oh, that's wild. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're in a super moon right now and if it feels like you woke up, but you don't know where you're at, that's kind of like where you kind of, I would say you're awakening because the idea of like, I don't know if people understand this, but quantum leaping is huge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we don't talk about this enough. You will wake up in your body, but when you wake up, you'll feel like you don't know where you're at. And that happens to me quite often. Am I crazy? Like, What's going on? What time is it? Where am I? Who are you? Or like when your dream starts to feel way too real. Yeah. Let's talk about that because we, we've been there. <laughs> when you wake up and- Well, a lot know, of people have like a calcified, you know, third eye and it, and it blocks them from a lot of those blessings. We get to actually get those visuals of what we can manifest and how we can do also bad all by ourselves, right? Because those dreams also be nightmares sometimes. And you'd be like, oop, the universe is telling me something. I need to chill. Right. But I also think we should break down what a third eye is. Because I feel like a lot of people don't know what that is. Wanna, wanna... The third <laughs> eye would be... <laughs> it's right here. How would we... How First would of we all, it's, it down? It's, right. it's right here. It's, it's like... Your forehead. It, basically, what I've heard is that it's the sixth sense. It's like your sixth sense. It's like that that kind of inner knowing of just knowing like without the details if that makes how do you explain the third eye <laughs> how do you explain well, literally the third eye is I believe the um pineal gland 
which right. can actually be taken like once your brain is taken apart they can actually look at that gland and see if it's active calcified right and and this comes from bad diet this comes from the fluoride in your toothpaste the chemicals that you consume from your hair products from your skin products from the drinks that you love so much from the food that you go i don't eat mcdonald's i don't eat fast food i don't use chemically products like when it comes to like neutrogena and stuff like that i'm good i use like organic stuff dr bronner so we don't use dove you know there's like a whole bunch of different pretty much everything in your life is geared towards diminishing your true potential as a spiritual human being i don't mean to laugh i just think it's so funny because the way society is set up it's almost like they want you to lose in my eyes it just seems like they just want you to lose um i'm not gonna lie to you i'm still working on the whole get rid of certain products and foods situation um, but I also feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I also feel like having, um, having spiritual awakenings and senses and things like that, part of me also feels like it's in you. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily believe fully that this, the products that we use or anything can affect it. I mean, it can, because possibly studies may be shown, but this is why I mentioned both. Because physically, right, we have that physical aspect of, are you eating fruits? Are you eating vegetables? Are you supplementing yourself in, a, in the proper way? And then if we literally take the body apart, right? And this was the connection that I had made between like states of consciousness and psychology and like psychological adjustment is that our physical body is affected by our mental and our mental, you know, vice versa. Right. So when, when you're a person who is, spiritually inept we'll say right someone who isn't quite there yet when you take your body apart you'll so you'll show higher signs of stress your your pineal gland will be calcified your maybe your frontal cortex will be a little smaller you know you won't have those brain we have we have our brain is amazing okay mind you we're electrical beings right and our brain is also all about frequencies vibrations and energy synapses is literally an like it's literally energy shooting from one shooting from one neuron to the other you know so we have to take that into consideration as well it's a mindset but your mindset is also driven by the physical health of your body so like people who are not healthy tend to be more sad more depressed more angry it's like when i'm hungry i'm angry so we know we're not even you know we're not even getting down to we don't even have to go down the line of all of the different things that like, if I'm hungry right. and I'm using, I'm using uh, products that are like really high in like dimethicones and um, alcohols or whatever, because even consuming alcohol, it changes your, your state of consciousness. Right. It can, it can, they... it can change it for, for weeks. You can still feel the effect of alcohol without you being drunk. Your body is different. Right. And that's why they say when you're in a spiritual awakening, it's best not to consume alcohol. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I've heard. I'm not sure if that's 100% true. But I've always known that when you're in a spiritual awakening, don't consume anything that isn't natural. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. 
not gonna lie to you I'm still working on it (laughs) (laughs) listen I'm used to certain things because you have to understand I didn't have an awakening until I want to say 2021 like an actual awakening where like everything fell apart (laughs) because you can have awakenings and not know that you have them like certain things can change and things can happen in your life and you're just going with the flow and letting it happen but then there's certain awakenings where you you feel like your life was flipped upside down and I've had both so when I've had regular awakenings it's like okay whatever this shoots this too shall pass keep it pushing whatever but I've had awakenings where I don't want to get out of bed for a week yeah and when you have those awakenings I just want to make it very clear that you have to let them happen. You cannot try to force them to go away because they'll just get stronger. They just you get stronger. You have to feel your feels. You have to ride your waves. You can't, you can't be resistant or, or be indulgent in other things to distract yourself from it. If you, you have to go through it to grow through it. That's my thing. And my thing is when you, not even just awakenings, but just life in general, when you go through something and you try to push it away, and you you try to escape the problem, your problem will only get bigger. Face your feelings. Face your feelings. And it will domino affect everything else. And then you're wondering why things are falling apart. Because you're not facing your feelings, bro. Sit there. Sit in it. Feel it. But don't sit sit in it too long. I'm one of those people that when things happen, I give myself the rest of the day to feel what I got to feel. But tomorrow's a new day. We got to get up. We got things to do. Yeah, I'm too cute to be sitting here sad. I'm sorry. He said, write it in a journal, burn it, put it in a song, punch it into a punching bag, whatever you gotta do. Do you think At we should talk about? Day, do you think we won. should talk about rituals or no? Or is that too much? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that too much? We can, we can, we can talk. We can on tap it. into it. If it's anything, a... you just cut it out. <laughs> true, true. I want to talk about rituals a little bit, just because. I'm starting to get into rituals like I'm actually starting to like okay so basically long story short this awakening is me awakening to my spirit guide I've always known they've been there but I've never really connected with them until now and I'm realizing who I'm connected to and why I'm connected and how I'm connected and all these things because you know you know me I always say I'm a mermaid I'm basically being connected to water like I used to say I was a mermaid since I was in high school, I would say this all the time. I'm not human. I'm a mermaid. I would always say that. Me being in this chair kind of proves that because it's like, they're here, but what do we, we don't use them. <laughs> so it made me do research. It made me watch shows from when I was younger because there's a show called H2O, Just Out of Water. I love that show. That's like, I grew up on that. Really watched it with my show. mom. Watched it with my mom and everything, like obsessed with the show. And I'm re-watching it and it's making me understand that like that was you in a past life. And I'm just like, oh, oh it makes sense now. <laughs> so one of the rituals I do is to honor the water goddess I wear blue often. Um, or I wear certain chains, or like when you're drawn to certain things, question not I don't want to say question why you're drawn to them, but question why you're drawn to them because you're not drawn to anything that's in your life for no reason. Like, you don't like the color blue for no reason. You don't like a certain cereal for no reason. There's a reason behind everything. And I'm starting to realize that everything is intentional. 
like even down to like the way we do our hair or like the nails that we wear just everything and I wanted to know for you what are certain things that are like you have to do or like intentional for you like what are things that you do every day that's like within your routine so for me most of my rituals right now are rooted in your body is their temple because I had spent I spent so much time pouring into other people pouring into my daughter and being the best mom I could be being the best friend I could be and nobody quite realized that I was struggling myself and I was kind of withering away you know like I lost a lot of weight and I was like my skin was dull I was like you know what I have to get back into myself so a lot of my rituals right now are into that like doing hair masks doing face masks working out making sure that I'm doing the things that make my body and my skin feel good because I know when I feel good I look good I am good you know everything else comes after that for me but if my I like say it just like this if my skin is dry and my hair is frizzy and you know I'm my toes aren't done there's a very high chance that I am extremely stressed out you know that's the way that I connect with myself and I make sure that I'm my best self but I also have crystal rituals where I work with the crystals and I do my tarot and that's important to me (laughs) we here we here I literally have the um you can't see this but like I literally have the cards literally in front of me like legit literally. hey <laughs> I have my wife look like literally on me at all times like I take them everywhere this is my favorite guy. okay I was gonna get that next actually I literally just found I really that like one. this one Modern I like rich. this one just because it's like the beginner one you like you first start there's a lot of talk when it comes to crystals and tarot cards and whatnot so me personally Mm -hmm. I use them more so for clarity I guess you could say because I'm an overthinker I'm a Libra it's just in me like I'm just that's just what it is um for me that's my way of connecting to the universe is sitting there and just kind of feeling everything until I come to conclusions of what I should do within the situation that's mm-hmm. that's how I you know that's that's how we do this I just sit there and I'm just like okay so what are we doing how are we gonna do it when is it gonna happen because I'm an overthinker like I said I'm one of those people that like when I'm excited about something and I know something's gonna happen it's like okay but when how right. like, I, I want to know this is why I don't this is why I don't tell me you have surprises for me because I'm gonna bug you until I find out what it is <laughs> So I wanted to know for you, like, how do you utilize them, especially in the world that we live in now? Like, how do you stay grounded and use these tools? I would say I mostly use them for deductive reasoning and for being able to, giving me an opportunity to break down a situation or a question that I have into that past, present, future, and kind of evaluate it slowly as I go through, you know, each question. So a lot of times I'll ask more than one question and I'll like, you know, do each one at a time and just see what type of different answers I get from it. Because even when you pull a card in tarot, that doesn't necessarily mean this is it, black and white, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna get married in five years. That's BS. Right. It's really giving you 
a perspective to see your situation from. It's more like and it's interpretable in different ways, right? Yes. Like this could happen, but not. Okay, so this is how I interpret. We all it. have different paths to take, right? I always say and we choose each path. Exactly. I always say, okay, so I have a question, and this is going to be my question, and then I ask the question, and I pull the card, and I'm like, okay, this is a possibility of many, and I usually sit with that until I'm okay with it. Because I'm one of those people that I need to have the answers now. But with tarot, you need to understand that there's 110,000 answers that you can possibly get. You have to be okay and sit in your answers, if that makes sense. You have to be okay with understanding that this could happen, but it may not happen. And if it doesn't, that's okay, too. Which also touches on principles of psychotherapy, which is really interesting, right? Because it's that rationalization where it's like, this might happen, um, but if it doesn't, you're going to be okay. And if it does, you're also going to be okay. So like if somebody, um, let's say like I go out, I go out on like 10 dates and none of the dates work. It would be irrational. None of the dates work out. It would be irrational for me to be like, I'm never going to date. You know, this is crazy. And it's just like, you went on these dates and they didn't work out. So what? You know? I love that you use dating as an example too because I feel like that's something that we're all kind of going through right now is like yeah. I mean with Valentine's Day just ending and everything like that we're all kind of like on a high with like either the people that we like or the people that we're with and whatnot and just to use that example is just kind of like oh okay like okay but my thing is when it comes to that's another thing um now that my mind is rambling right now okay so basically when it comes to dating and then the spirit, when you have spiritual gifts, I would say, because I call them gifts, um, you tend to find out more than you want to, <laughs> whether that be about the other person or within yourself. And I kind of yeah. wanted to tap into like dating while being spiritual, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. So like, what's your perspective on it? I would say that dating while being spiritual is literally letting things flow as they do and realizing that it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. And you're not going to know what it's going to be until it is what it is. So you just got to keep going, you know, like those type, those statements are cyclical. It is, it's going to be what it's going to be. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. It is what it is. You know, so like you have to let people be who they are and you also have to trust that you know who they are. Right. You also have to know who you are. Exactly. Because when you don't know who you are and you don't know your boundaries and you're spiritual and you're trying to date somebody, that's a mind fact. I feel like you, in general, even if you're, especially if you're not spiritual, please, please create some boundaries for yourself and please. only date with them. Because as a spiritual person, I feel like I'm more likely to let things wash over me where I'll be like, you know, you don't want to talk to me no more? Cool. Because it's like, if it's meant to be, it's going to be. And if it's not, then it's not. And we, exactly but like, we know that. What's for me is going to be for me. Like, what's going to be for me is going to be for me 100% of the time. Because like I said, the universe but always know that. But we know that. And then right. when you don't fight for them, and they get mad, because they don't understand that what's for you. Yeah, for they're like, oh, you're so nonchalant. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because <laughs> we know you're coming back. 
like you'll be like if you're if you're if you're meant to be here you will be here like we well and i say this i actually just said this earlier like we're gonna align when we align right you know and if we don't align then it wasn't meant to align you know and it just ain't gonna lie especially in today like everybody is busy you know everybody has things going on everybody has these obligations and these stressors and these insecurities and questions and concerns and the dating world is crazy it's superficial it's all of the things that are essentially negative as comparison to 40 50 years ago where it was like let me woo a woman let me uh let me be there for a man you know like it was different it was a different dynamic than it is today so we have to put in that extra effort so I want to pick your brain just a little bit. I want to pick your brain just a little bit. Just just, just a tiny bit. We call, you know, <laughs> dip, dip our toe in this conversation. Just a little. Just a little bit. So when it comes to dating, would you rather date someone that isn't spiritual or is spiritual? I would, I would rather date someone who is spiritual. But I think that before I would have that as a, as a, as a criteria for dating right I would have a willingness to learn Mm. like if you were the most close-minded like most let's just say ignorant person out here right as Uh long as you're like I don't know I'm kind of ignorant but I don't want to be I can accept that and I could be like well I have a lot to teach you you know because I love to teach so like if you're if you actually want to learn and you have that desire to grow and to be a better version of yourself like I am mad at you right I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna force you to fit into a box that n- not many people can fit into nowadays the moral of the story is just be open be allowed yeah to say I don't know this but I'm willing to try or learn um, exactly I think for me personally because I'm so open and accepting of any and everybody I get looked at like I'm an idiot because I'm so like oh you know like like a woo type person like I'm Mm -hmm. very and you you know this about me I'm very like optimistic about everything like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it is what it is like I'm not stressed about it um because I am that way I get looked at like I'm crazy because it's just like you don't ever stress about nothing like you're not you don't ever worry about it I do trust me I do but I'm not gonna let you see that it's not you know something I would want something that you have to like go over you and we're also all of the things that I've told you guys it's not from a perspective of um, just education but also from a perspective of personal experience so I've been in those depressed states in those states of anxiety and constant states of fight or flight and I didn't have a support system. I didn't have a podcast I could listen to or anything like that. It was a, it was also a different age where it was like, I don't know, just survive. Right. And so like passing this on to you in the way that I am is important to me. It's because we've both been there. Um, we've both been in each other's lives. What I can say, it was possibly one of the worst times of our lives, um, whether we knew it or not. Um, yeah we witnessed each other go through some shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I think because we both understood the concept of it is what it is and it's gonna be what it's gonna be we tend to carry ourselves as if we don't care but it's not that we don't care it's that we know it's gonna be okay regardless yeah it's like I have feelings I've actually had to remind people before like I am human I know that I am extremely logical and I'm extremely calm and you know, laid back, 
but I do still have feelings. I just don't believe in projecting your feelings onto other people as if it's their responsibility all the time. So like when, when we're going through things, right? I'll, and I'll ask you like, do you have like capacity? Like, do you want, can you listen to me then real quick? Cause like right. you might be having, you might have so much going on that you don't have the space to listen to me then. Right. And I just want to say, I appreciate you for that as well, because I remember vividly, I don't remember what the situation was, but I remember asking you like, hey, can you talk? She was like, mm-hmm. and then you were like, yeah, I'll hold space for you. And I'm just like, like, I wish you could have seen my eyes like widen because as especially me as an empath I'm so used to like just letting people talk and just being okay like taking on other people's problems as my own because Mm -hmm. I just want to help and I just want to be there for people but it's like I'm slowly learning especially through our friendship that like you can't hold everybody's problems you gotta hold space for yourself and when it has to be reciprocal if you want to make that space for someone else they have to have space for you otherwise you're just an unpaid therapist and things start becoming a little bit unequal baby (laughs) listen um but yeah I feel like when we go through stuff like that I'm grateful to have you as a friend I just want to put that out there like I'm grateful to have you as a friend because you you get it like you understand and we hear and I love that for us um okay so that being said, where can we find you? <laughs> okay, you can find me on Instagram on and on TikTok. And I started a YouTube, but there's nothing on there yet. So just keep that in your mind. Literacy Uncensored and Honey Coconutty. Those are my two brand names. I also have a website, literacyuncensored.com. And you can feel free to check any of that out. Check her shit out. She's fire. <laughs> <laughs> But that check it all out, that, no, no, literally check her stuff out. She's like, like I said, and as you can see from this interview, she's a genius. Literally, like an actual, like smart as hell. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, no more so, guys to the yell. You're making my face red. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That being said, I'm your host, Mamuna. This is the words I keep on turning, and I'll see you on the next time. Bye, guys.